Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Networks, your weekly podcast on all things related to business networks and alumni communities. In this episode, we will focus on the launch of a community platform or community network. And I will share 10 common mistakes to avoid when launching your program. I am your host, Martine Davies, and I'm hugely passionate about developing networks that create value for the individuals in the network, your people, past, present and future, and provide real results in terms of return on investment for the organisation. Online communities have gained popularity with the rise of online networking sites over the past decade. It's become quite easy to launch different types of online communities, both by individuals and businesses. While it can be easy to launch an online community, the critical factor lies in building long-term relationships, which requires a consistent effort. To help you, I've put together a list of common mistakes to avoid. So here we go. Number one, lack of senior support. Launching a community needs internal buy-in from the top and key stakeholders within the business because this is not a short-term investment. Senior leadership or senior management support can help to remove any blockages or barriers that may crop up during the development and implementation stages. They will also play an important role in bringing other senior leaders on the journey with you and will help to lead other members of staff to buy into the programme. Number two, lack of internal support. Similarly, internal support across the organisation is also important. An alumni programme needs the support from multiple stakeholders in different functions and departments. For example, your IT department will be key in terms of any tech development, integrations with existing systems, and a business analyst or tech project manager will be a useful resource to ensure you have the right development team on hand. Equally, members of your HR or talent team will be important to help you identify your true list of ex-employees so you can build out your list of alumni. And they will also need to input into how the alumni onboarding process is aligned to and fits within other HR processes, such as induction, and the exit process. Finally, if this is a programme designed to support business development, you'll also need members of the BD and marketing teams to be involved. My recommendation is to set up an internal steering committee to make sure all departments are represented, have their voice, and can join you on the journey in developing the programme and are recognised for their inputs in the launch and longer-term success. Number three. Lack of processes and systems. From experience, it can be difficult to pin down existing processes. Sometimes processes such as the leavers process or exit process are not documented anywhere, or they were, but processes have been changed over the years and there may be gaps in what processes are actually in place. It is really important you have clarity and a map of these processes you use. Even if this is manual in the beginning, you will be undertaking repetitive tasks, such as invitations to join the community or tagging ex-employees on your CRM system. These processes must be documented so you can learn and reiterate where needed until you find the most effective way of doing things. 
This will also help when your team grows, so everyone can be clear on what processes need to be followed and when. Number four, the Big Bang launch. Whilst a Big Bang launch is very tempting, it can also be the death of alumni communities. Everyone is bought into the day when the online community is launched, but actually the next day, the following days and weeks, are more important. Getting a potential member to join an alumni community is relatively easy compared to building the habits with members to regularly log in, participate and engage. My recommendation would be to implement a phased approach to launch so you can spend time creating the engagement behaviours with a small, select group before opening up the community more broadly. Which brings me on to point five. Failure in seeding your alumni community. Starting an alumni community from scratch requires effort, time and patience. There will be a lot of facilitation up front to encourage participation with members and you need content in order to do so. Seeding your community with relevant and interesting articles and questions and posts. Also think about the user journey at this stage. What are the points in time when you can easily invite them to participate? This may include encouraging them to introduce themselves as they are welcomed into the community, either as a direct request or tagging new members every week, welcoming them in. There are multiple ways in which you can choose to facilitate participation and engagement. And it will always come back to ensuring the content is relevant, timely, interesting and engaging. Serious planning needs to be put into this engagement plan before, during and post-launch. 6. Failure to put your community members at the heart of your programme. Many businesses are starting to think about alumni communities and or they already have them. Alumni communities are created because they can add value to the business and the internal objectives of such a programme can sometimes be at the forefront to the extent that the needs and experience of the members are put to one side or not put first. These are mutually beneficial communities and my recommendation from experience is that time and effort needs to be focused foremost on the members. You need to ensure their experience, their needs and their interests are front of mind when you're developing the programme and, maybe counterintuitively, not the needs of the business. This sounds counterintuitive considering the investment from the business is to meet certain internal objectives. However, to truly build an engaged alumni community means making sure the community experience adds value. We come back to the old saying of, what's in it for me? The what's in it for me question must be central to the design and delivery. I recommend inviting a number of alumni to participate in focus groups. Listen to their needs, listen to their challenges and concerns, and build your community around their feedback. And keep checking in with them. What's working? What's not? What's the user journey like for signing up, or for updating their details, or for participating? Your members will absolutely tell you how it is. Heeding their advice and acting on it goes a long way to building trust. And the other stuff, you know, those objectives for your business, they will follow. 
but you need trust, engagement and participation first. Number seven, poor technology and software. You have to choose your platform wisely. Your community platform will be the hub or foundation for your community, your one-stop shop. If the technology is lagging and clunky, or on the other end it's super sophisticated and no one can work out how to use it, the member experience will be negatively impacted. Likewise, you will want your platform to look and feel like your company brand, so being able to brand it in line with your brand guidelines will be important. You will want to look at key aspects of community platform software, everything from how alumni find and connect with each other, ability for regular, maybe automated updates, features to help build community such as discussion boards or forums, or live activity feeds, the ability to integrate with your other software the company uses, such as your HR information system and your CRM system, how you can manage the platform as an admin and moderate it where needed, how you might be able to run events from it, and more. There are so many different platforms available with multiple features, and it's important you put your members' needs first and at the forefront and give yourself the best chance for success. Choose wisely. Number eight, lack of resource. These days, it's relatively quick and easy to set up a community. But the success of a community, at least in the early stages of the community lifecycle, lies with who's facilitating it. You must dedicate resource to driving value, engagement and participation. The saying, build it and they will come, does not wash with online alumni community management. Make sure you have an experienced community manager dedicated to this community so you can maximise every chance for success and delivery of an active and engaged alumni community. Number nine, focusing all your time or very little time on your data. Data is important, but you cannot wait for your data to be perfect before you launch an alumni programme or you'll never launch at all. Similarly, spending little time and not understanding your data can be equally detrimental. You need to understand your target audience and the nuances within your data sets in order to ensure your alumni value proposition is spot on. It's also important that in the first phase of your community, the inception phase of the community lifecycle framework, You track relevant data points to help you understand what content is having the most traction and impact on engagement and participation. If you're interested to know more, I talk about the Community Lifecycle Framework in more detail in Episode 6 of the Let's Talk Networks podcast. And finally, number 10. Thinking you know it all and what will work. One of the key things I've learned over multiple client projects is that every community is different and therefore you will need to try different things. What works in one alumni community won't necessarily work in another in the same way. The culture of your organisation translates across your employee network and into your alumni network. So understanding your employee culture 
And being able to apply this understanding into the design and delivery of your alumni community is important. I go back to point number six. It's really important you listen to your alumni member feedback and act on it. Putting your alumni at the heart of your programme, their experience, their needs and their interests. There may be other common mistakes or experiences you have learnt from and I'd love to hear what experiences you have had. If you'd like to share your story, please do get in touch so we can create a wealth of knowledge and insights for new and seasoned alumni community managers. In the meantime, a short recap on the 10 common mistakes to avoid when setting up your alumni community. 1. A lack of senior level support. 2. A lack of internal buy-in across departments and functions. 3. A lack of processes and systems. 4. Heading for that big bang launch. 5. Failure in seeding your alumni community. 6. Failure to put your alumni at the heart of your programme. 7. Poor technology and software. 8. Lack of resources to build and foster the community. 9. Focusing all your time, or very little time, on your data. And finally, 10. Thinking you know it all and what will work. So that's it from me this week. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Networks. Remember to visit our website, www.relationshipsandnetworks.co.uk, where you can access all the podcast episodes on demand. Alternatively, subscribe to the weekly show. A new episode is released every Tuesday. Join me again next week on Let's Talk Networks. Networks.